Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to show number 117. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we typically have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen that just helps new listeners find us and of course helps the show to grow. And before we get started with today's special episode, Chris, we have a message from our friends at Orlando Vacation. They sure do. And that message is save money. The great thing about OrlandoVacation.com is a couple of things. First is they have awesome properties throughout Central Florida, many of them closest to Disney as well as your favorite park that might not be a Disney attraction. Secondly, the rates are very affordable. They have pricing that's meant for families of all sizes. You know, Vanessa and I, we recently made a trip and it was perfect for just us. We had a place that was more than enough space, but if you have a big family, they have something for you. Use the code DISLOVE, D-I-S-L-O-V-E, to save 5% off your next lodging of more than three nights. And again, use that at checkout, DISLOVE, D-I-S-L-O-V-E, for a three-night minimum stay. And what's awesome is you're going to save money. You can put that back in your pocket and enjoy even more Disney. And again, OrlandoVacation.com. We're clients. They're a sponsor of us, and we love them. Thank you. All right. And on today's show, we actually have a special episode. Do we not, Chris? Yes. It's all about Disney Cruise. Yes, so we were recently on a Disney cruise to Alaska, and we would have actually been recording this on the cruise line itself, which we did when we were in the Bahamas in 2019. We recorded several episodes for you. But what happened to us, Chris, this time with our equipment? Well, our friends in Vancouver confiscated the podcast equipment. Yes, because they thought it was music producing equipment. Apparently, you can't take music producing things on Canadian cruises. Even though everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, and we know probably there's been some pretty bank, you know, good songs made on a cell phone only, we were it was confiscated along with many other items. We did get it back, so that's why we're doing our podcast now. And so instead of being in beautiful Alaska, we are in Flint, Michigan, which is fine. It's a long way from Alaska. Yes. <laughs> yes. So anyways, let's give you a little bit of background about the trip that we went on. And then we're going to give you a little bit of information about what our impressions were. We will have one more episode where we'll talk about the ports of call and some of the excursions we went on specifically. But to give you some background, we had booked this actually way back. And speaking of that, 2019 cruise. When we were on our December 2019 cruise, we did a placeholder for Alaska, and we were supposed to go there for my birthday in 2021. And then, of course, if you followed anything with cruises, you know Alaskan cruises were canceled in 2020 as well as 2021. So here we are in 2022. We finally got to go on our Alaskan cruise. Now, a little bit about what we booked. We booked a Category 9A. So if you are looking at cruises, you'll know there's a ton of different categories. Just so if you want a point of reference of what our experience was. We did not go with a balcony or a veranda room this time. We've had that on previous cruises. We just chose not to. We did a deluxe ocean view stateroom. I'll even tell you the room we were in. We were in 5516. And overall, I was very happy with the room. I have no complaints. I didn't miss the balcony because we spent most of our time up on the upper deck. But we have some friends that were on there and they 
take a lot of photos and they loved having the balcony. So it really just depends on what your needs are and you know what's best for your family. It was just Chris and I and our daughter and then my parents had a room next door to us. So let's just talk about what our overall... So if you're not familiar, we were on the seven-night Alaskan cruise out of Vancouver. We went at the end of August. We actually went August 22nd to 29th, 2022. And so that gives you a little bit of an idea of what we were facing in terms of what we were going to be doing on the cruise. So Chris, overall, this was your second Disney cruise, was it not? That is correct. Is that your second cruise ever? Ever. Okay. So just to start out, what were your overall impressions of Disney Cruise Line? Oh, wonderful. I have to say this is – I've traveled a lot. You know, we have some news to share in a bit. But with that, this was one of the top five trips I've taken in my lifetime. Yes. So I will say the food, the experience – Everything was top notch. The service was amazing. And we were just at Disney World in May at the end of April and beginning of May for our daughter's birthday. This service, we love the cast members at Disney World, but the service on the cruise line blew what we experienced at Disney World out of the water. I mean, figuratively (laughs) to say we just had a great experience on Disney Cruise Line. And so much so when we were at every port, when you're on excursions and you meet people in town, People who were on other cruise lines, the second they heard you were on Disney, I felt like there was some jealousy there. Just a little. Yeah, just a little. So it doesn't matter. We had my parents traveling with us, so they're a little bit older. We had our five-year-old daughter and then us. And so overall, there was something for everyone. And that was the thing I think Chris talks about a lot with Disney as a service. And just on the cruise line, I think it was even a, a step up. Oh, yes. The one thing that we said is just, you know, you expect a high level of service at Disney in the parks. I think the park folks should go on a cruise and learn from the people who are on the boat because from our cabin attendant to our servers to the photographers, you know, A pluses across the board. I can't say really one negative experience in terms of overall service. Top notch to the point where, you know, as part of the Disney cruise, and I don't know if Vanessa is going to get to this, but, you know, you do tip out people and we gave extra just to recognize them for their excellent service. And it was absolutely wonderful. Now, a little bit about with our past experiences. I We've done three and four night. I've done two Disney cruises. Chris has done one. And so this was our first time with a long cruise. And I know I was a little apprehensive because you do have, we had three full at sea days. And let me tell you what, we didn't even have enough time to do everything we wanted at those at sea days. So let's talk a little bit about food, service, and entertainment. So let's start out with food. The food was excellent in all the restaurants. Yes. You know, the one thing that you – for me, my focus was more on dinner. I didn't probably eat a lot. We did get room service for breakfast. Lunch was more just scavenging. I didn't go into cabana. Um, Just the last day. Just the last day. It just didn't really even occur to me. But in regards to the food, a lot of choices. And, you know, I think there's one of those things where – if you wanted to kind of say like where does Disney kind of make up on some of it, it is just your traditional like the cabanas and just the food that's on the mid deck is a bit – it's a, it's pretty standard. It's not what you would expect from like food and beverage, food and wine you know, ceremony but or festival. But that said, it was very good. I got a couple of lamb shawarmas. That was kind of my go-to you know, midday snack. But in general, the food the at dinner, the three restaurants yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So the way – we were on the Wonder. And if you're not familiar with the different Disney cruise ships, so the Wonder has – is like Little Mermaid is a statue. It's kind of the Little Mermaid ship. So there is a Triton's restaurant. So Triton is King Triton is Little Mermaid's father, Ariel's father. Then there's a Tiana's restaurant. And then there's also Animator's Palette. And if you've been on, I was actually on the Wonder 
in the early 2000s when I graduated from college. That was my graduation gift. So I had been on The Wonder before, and it was neat to kind of go back now in the future, 20 years down the road or whatever, not quite, but it was great to experience. So each of the restaurants, because you were on a longer cruise, we were we experienced the restaurants more than once. And the great thing was, number one, like Chris mentioned, our servers were outstanding. That is correct. Yeah, so I will, Wilfred and Nashi were our two servers, and they were just outstanding. They, I think the servers always are outstanding on Disney, but they just were top notch when we had, um, like our head server, she brought like fun origami things for us and bookmarks and things for our daughter. And Wilfred was going around like when we were at Tiana's, they do the one night where there's dancing and he got Chris and Karis up and they were dancing. Just lots of great things that you expect out of Disney. But just to have that happen just makes it takes it to that whole nother level. So with the restaurants, if you've never cruised before, what Chris was kind of talking about is in the morning, there are some options at you have King Triton's was open, Triton's restaurant was open, you could get room service, which is pretty much what we did for breakfast every day. Yeah, it was very, I mean, it was straightforward. I, I went with the English muffins and raisin bran. But that said, there was a lot of options in terms of hot items. And it was very quick. I mean, that was the one thing I was surprised at. You know, the one day we, we put our request out and it came very quickly and it came on time and it worked out very nicely. Yeah, so there's no charge for room service. You are expected to tip, of course, because they're not going to be your regular servers. So you do tip. I've been told the standard is about a dollar per item. I'm sure it probably varies. You might know something different, but that's kind of what I had heard is a general rule. So they have Triton's Restaurant Cabanas, which is the Cabanas is the buffet that is also open in the morning as well as the room service at lunchtime what he was talking about on deck nine they have like a hamburger place a pizza place um several places that have other types of sandwiches you can also go to cabanas the buffet is open we did go there on the last day that was fairly nice but on the other days we were either out at the ports and we were doing things or we would eat something fast. Like Chris mentioned, he had a go-to. I tried, they had different sandwiches every day. It's kind of reminds me of like theme park fair, like quick service at the theme park. Yeah. I mean, I would say if there was kind of one criticism, at least in the pizza, I mean, some of it could, have, pizza been could have been better. just a little better. I'm not asking for, you know, pizza of the year, but <laughs> it could have just been a little better. And like, it wasn't, you know, for folks in the Midwest or, you know, like Little Caesars, it wasn't even, really even like the Little Caesars, you know, standards. <laughs> it just was very straightforward. I mean, that's kind of where you see where they have to kind of make some of their money back yeah. in terms of limiting food cost. Just knowing, you know, even, I mean, even if there was like a premium pizza plan for <laughs> 25 bucks, you can you get, would I would, I mean, that's just knowing that you're going to grab a quick slice. But again, it, you're not there to eat slices of pizza. It was more just a midday snack. But ultimately, you know, there was a lot of choices and there was – and they would even make you a pizza if you kind of asked for it. And you could get room service as well. And the one day we were in port and we ran back to the ship because we were soaking wet and we just needed to get something quick. And we called in room service for lunch. They have a few more options. You can pick what you want for the room. And that, again, is also included. We did room service for lunch. Actually, room service is available 24 hours a day except for on the last night. So you can get room service and enjoy that any day of your trip at any time. We just used a lot of the restaurants out. There's also a drink station on deck nine as well where chris was talking about the food service things and they have where hot beverages our daughter drinks milk they had milk every kind of pop that you can want 
I think there was tea. Like, I drank iced tea in the dining rooms. I don't know if there was iced tea up there. I know there was hot tea and coffee. Um, but there's pretty much everything you could want. They have cups there. We brought in our own little bit bigger Disney Resort mugs. We brought some of those from the parks. I don't know if you're technically supposed to do that, but we did that. And nobody says anything. A lot of people had like Disney cups. So that way you're not using the small. Those were like the small coffee cup size. Correct. Yeah. Like I had a big jug. And here's the thing. You might have not been allowed to, but nobody said you couldn't. Right. And I would say in this, you know, there was one gentleman, Ivan, who he was at the drink station. It just seemed like day and night. Like he was keeping it clean and it was always yeah, well it was always stocked. clean, yes. And again, you had your options for coffee, but very nice. And the drink station's also open 24 hours. So oftentimes like late at night, right before we go to bed or something. I always like to have something to drink in the room. I would run up there and fill up our drinks as well. Um, So that gives you a little bit of the quick service options and like the in-room dining. And Cabanas has a good choice. They had like the last day we went there, they had all kinds of seafood. They had sushi, they had carved meats, they had dessert station, they have the beverages in there as well. We're not as big of buffet people, I don't think, anymore. So we did go the last day and it was good. I know a lot of people that ate there a lot. So it just depends on what your preference is. So you have everything from in your room to a, all the way down to a buffet. You have a lot of options at lunch. And Triton's also had sit-down lunch, but it was a little bit limited time that they had though. Now, dinner, though, was, I think, the star of the show. Not only the service, but the food was really great as well. It was. And the, the nice setup was, you know... You could is there essentially an all you can eat. I mean, you you know traditionally you would pick like one entree, but if you wanted to have like one day, I just wanted just the shrimp, and I said, can I have just the shrimp? Because usually it would come with like if it was an appetizer, a noodle, or some sort of starch, and I said, can I have just that? And they did, and you know to the the servers never batted an eye at kind of the food request, and we saw people at other tables that almost would order like every item, every entree, and it was never, sir, you've had too much. It would be like, what else would you like to have? And so that was just a very nice attitude. So you could always order like several different appetizers or there were some days like my mom and I just wanted a Caesar salad as an appetizer. You could do that. I know the table adjacent to us, their son liked this one dessert that was at Animator's Palette. And I think they said he had it like three days in a row at every restaurant we were at. He would just request it. Um, I will say there it was very seafood heavy because we were in Alaska. The menu was. A lot of seafood. I mean, whether it be a lot of fish, a lot of salmon. There was, you know, lobster on the one main night and, of course, a lot of shrimp. And I will say I'm not a big seafood person. So I still had options. I had I do like salmon, but when you're in Alaska, if you've done this trip, you get a lot of salmon. So I had steak. I had chicken. I think the one day I had a turkey dish. There's a lot of different entrees. And I did not go wanting and did not have trouble finding something, even as somebody who's not really like I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat where he mentioned like there was the crab legs, wasn't it the one night? I, I don't I don't eat lobster, um, but I still found plenty of things and all of the food was excellent. We have great photos I'll share with everyone. And the desserts, it's great because I do have a sweet tooth, but they give you the desserts aren't huge. Where at Disney World, you get a fairly big dessert. So I never felt bad. There was a couple nights where I would get two desserts and it wasn't like it was two ginormous desserts. It was they were tasting size, I would say. Correct. I mean, and there was a case where you're not going to really, I would say, gorge on the desserts. You probably could if you wanted to have two. And I would say that really in terms of that, you know, they're really every night. There was just, I would say, a handful that I really would want more of. If I had to say of overall, if there was a shortcoming to the overall meal, it would just be the, the dessert. But again, small quibbling. And they did have, they would have featured things that were based on like 
Alaskan featured desserts. Like they had um, a lot of strawberry things because strawberries are real big there. Um, they had, oh, what's the ice cream one that my mom got the one time? Um, the salmon Alaska. What's Baked that? Alaska. Baked Alaska. <laughs> my mom got that because she had never tried it before. And you always hear people talk about it. So they had things that were themed to where you're where you were. Now, the other thing that was nice at the restaurants is that there was entertainment, except for at Triton's. At Tiana's, one of the best nights was the Mardi Gras night. They actually had, actually, every night we were at Tiana's, there was live music, and that band was excellent. They were very good. But on the last night we were there, it was Mardi Gras night, and Tiana came out, and they did a whole parade around the restaurant, and people got beads, and there was decorations, and that was so much fun. Uh, Chris danced around, as I mentioned, with our assistant waiter and our daughter. And it looked like everybody was having a great time at Mardi Gras. Oh, Grand. definitely. It was a wonderful time. <laughs> and our daughter had on an outfit that had Tiana. And Tiana saw that Tiana was on her outfit. And she had a great character interaction. Now, Tiana does not stop for pictures or anything. She's part of, I would say, the show so to speak, but she does interact with guests. And it was our daughter didn't even notice that she didn't get pictures with her. We met her at a character meet and greet later in the week, but the entertainment was top notch at Tiana's and then at animators palette, they will do one night where you do a drawing of your own and I won't ruin the surprise, but do the drawing your own drawing because they will do something that's fun and exciting. If you haven't been at an animators palette on any of the Disney ships, it's fun to experience and that restaurant, if you're not familiar with it, you walk in and it's white sketches, like it's just the sketches on the white paper and the sketches come to life and to color during the course of your meal. Um, so animator's palette is always fun to do and experience. Now, the food itself, great. Everyone, when we talked to from other ships, talked about how they heard the Disney food was better. Um, but overall, that did not disappoint. And those of you who watch the show or listen to the show a lot know we we talk about food quite a bit. Now, let's talk about we did talk about our servers. Let's talk about some of the other staff on ship because Chris mentioned like at the drink station, the photographers, I will say our in-room attendant. He was awesome. He was really, really awesome. Yes, he was. And you always see the standard like, oh, they do the towel animals and things. But like our daughter, we had uh, the rails for her bed. Um, the one night she spent the night in my parents' room. So he moved the rails and did the rails over there. He always did cute things with her stuffed animals. Um, just little things. When we had asked for little things, he took care of that. And just great gentleman. We got to talk to him a lot. He had been with the Disney Cruise Line almost 20 years. He had been there quite a long time at cart. And it was just nice to get to know him more and just to see all those little extras that he was able to do for us as well. And then Chris, we did the unlimited photo package. So you can get photos throughout the cruise. They Every night they have a different backdrop, several different backdrops. They'll be themed based on your port that you're in. They also have photo opportunities on the top deck. We did one that was with uh, Disney Cruise Line buoy. We did one on our we did a lot of character photos. We did photos on the glacier day up on the deck. Lots of different photos. And I thought the photography staff was awesome. Not, not only that, but, you know, the nice thing is, is that 
you get to know their names and you know our daughter she just needs a little bit of help kind of smiling at the camera and they she were all selfies. <laughs> yeah she's very selfie focused but that said you know you just make a very good connection and we you know part of it is i think you know whereas you tip your room attendant as well as your staff you know the photographers are there and i think the one thing i would just say is there's not really a clean way to do like microtransactions. Not to say that you need to tip every photographer, but it would be nice to like to dab them a dollar or two per photo just because they're working too. And at the end of the time, there was one gentleman, he was from Brazil, very nice. And we got to talk a little more personally with him. And so we went up and gave him, you know, a small tip just as a, a gratitude because he did take a lot of photos of us. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I think it's very easy to find things that go wrong. Um, I think on this trip, it really was a great way to identify everything that went right. Yes, and we ended up with well over 300 photos from the trip between ones we did by ourselves, group ones we did with my parents. So the photo package is well worth the dollars. You can buy smaller increments where you pick like 10 photos or different sets. I honestly don't think I would have been able to pick. It was, I'm glad that we had, pre and you can prepay just like you can prepay with a photo pass and you get a discount. So we did prepay, get a discount on the photos. Highly recommend it. It's so nice to look at those pictures and go back through. And I know I'm still going through photos because we've only we haven't even been home a week yet. So we actually got off the boat last week. Um, so I'm still looking through photos, but well worth the photo package, especially if you know you want to take character photos and different things like that. The characters were still social distance. We unfortunately were the last week of social distance characters on the cruise line, which that was a little bit of a bummer. It was. I just think what's unique is we went through testing. I mean, again, yeah. you know, political pieces aside, we went through all the testing. We went through the vaccinations and then you have the staff and it was just a little bit hard to hear at times. And you just, you want to see people's faces. It's just, it's one thing to have, let's say it's around number a thousand people on the ship that were not wearing masks and then another thousand or more who were. And the characters though did not have a mask. Correct. The characters did not. Uh, like for example, like the live action, like, of course, your Broadway show didn't, and then as well as the Anna and Elsa, and some of the just more of the entertainers. But there was just like a dichotomy. Like you know, I, I made a statement to say, please, you know, we want to interact with the staff, and I think the mass limit that. But overall, it was while limiting, it wasn't entirely you know a big issue. Yeah, but the with the photos with the characters because they were social distance. Um, our daughter wanted to look at the characters a lot, which was okay. I ended up telling the photographers that we should go ahead, take the pictures of her waving at Mickey, smiling at Cinderella, dancing with them because she was already like five or six feet away. She wasn't going to turn and look at the camera. So we did get some different pictures, but the characters were amazing as well. There's a lot of fun outfits. Now we have met some good friends on the ship. We enjoyed some that we'll hopefully be able to see again soon in Florida. And they were great about being able to keep us up to date of the different outfits and what times the characters were going to be out because Mickey had Mickey and Minnie and them have their captain outfits. And then on the glacier day, they have their, I guess you would say Alaska outfits. Would you say yes. that? Yeah. And then like, Minnie and Daisy the one day had princess outfits on and Goofy had his lumberjack outfit one day. So you could really get a wide variety of characters that you can't get in other places. And I will thank our friends for keeping us up to date because there's some we wouldn't have got without them letting us know. Exactly. 
So it was really awesome to see the variety of characters that they have. And I think that's one of the perks of going on a Disney cruise is you get a chance to be able to see some of those. Now, overall, we're in a, we are going to take another episode where we're going to talk about the entertainment as well as the different ports of call and the excursions we went on because those are kind of all the big activities that we did throughout the trip. But just to kind of highlight between the photography, the in-room service and the food Really, it was excellent. You you hate to say the cliche of you get what you pay for, but you get what you pay for. You pay more for Correct. Disney, but you get a higher caliber experience and just the boat, everything, the room, everything is excellent. And that's why you pay more. Yeah. And again, we're Disney veterans, so we paid for the premium experience. And I think one of those things where at the end of the day, we did have time to pay the trip. So in terms of that sticker shock, I mean, and there will be people who will focus on, I paid this much for the trip. But if you flip it the other way around, if you kind of look at everything you get out of the trip, it really exceeds the price. And again, it's one of the adage is true. And what I think you hear about just experiences of other cruise lines, you know, people that we heard in port, you know, I'm just very glad we went. And it's one of those things too, we're just val- valuing the those experiences and then just understanding that you're going to be doing things and meeting people that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. And, you know, we've made a couple of new friends that we'll definitely meet when we go to Florida in the future. And so for us, it's a case of, you know, an investment in, you know, it was a wonderful time. And as a person who is, you know, was not really a Disney, a super Disney fan and has kind of come in from the fringes, I, you know, my mom, I will say was not I said, hey, let's go on an Alaskan cruise because I want to go back. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I don't want to do a cruise. And then after me telling her everything, every kind of every port stop, she's like, you make you make it sound like I want you want to you know I want to go, uh-huh. and I do. So I've kind of been a cruise evangelist. And so I just if because you were not a cruise person, never. I mean, I just wasn't really a boat person. Yeah, yeah. I was an anti-cruise, but I just never had anybody say, hey, let's go on a cruise. And so when I went with Vanessa a couple of years ago with our good friend Shane and Charlie, it was a wonderful experience because we were with friends. But overall, I mean, because the other side too is I think there's so many factors that play with the cruise that there are so many things that can go right, but on the flip side can go wrong. And we've also always heard of, you know, kind of maybe cruise disasters. And it's one of those things where you didn't experience that at Disney. It was a wonderful experience and to the point where, you know, I know I don't want to talk out of turn, Vanessa, but you know, we're, we've already put our booking put down a placeholder, a placeholder right? for a future cruise. Yes, for sure. So in our next episode, what we'll do is we'll kind of explore the entertainment side because we just talked about kind of the basics, I guess, food and lodging, so to speak, in this one. But in the next one, we'll go into more the entertainment side and kind of what makes Disney stand out. So hopefully this gives you a good overview of what to expect, especially on those longer cruises, because I wasn't sure we had been on such those short cruises before. It's great to see that the food and everything holds up when you're on those longer cruises and you still get that high caliber of services. It maintains throughout that, that period of time. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode with, of course, our wisdom from Walt quote and our Trivia and Chris, you are up. So again, you know, there are right now four active cruise lines. And the question is, you know, we were on the wonder, Vanessa. Yes. The million dollar question is, what was the first cruise line to depart? Ever or like to go to Alaska? In terms of the Disney has their own branded because they had oh, partnerships Disney, before. Disney ships. So okay. wh- what name of the Disney ship was the first one to be entered into service? So I'll let, I I'll, don't think it was our ship. That is correct. 
It was not actually. So right now there is the wish, fantasy, yeah. dream, wonder, and magic. I think it was the magic. You're right. I am. It was. They left July 30th, 1998, and the wonder left August 15th, 1999. And that was the other thing I noticed. Like, you know, you kind of see how old the, the ship is, and it's 20 years old. I mean, 22. And while it's not a brand new ship, you don't see the signs of wear that a ship that old would have if not otherwise well-maintained. Correct. And even the one day we came back on the port day and they were shampooing the carpets every day between people. They were like, everything is so clean. The one day we came back and we even saw them shampooing the carpets. So there's really, I didn't see like, oh, a ding chair. or There was great, there was paint peeling anywhere. Everything, even the public restrooms, everything was up to par. It was excellent. Like Chris said, the ship is not showing its age because they've done such a good job of maintaining things in the restaurants and beyond. So let's end today's episode with our wisdom from Walt quote. And I thought this was a good quote because it just talks about the aspects of Disney and it has the name of our ship in it. Fun and wonder are the important elements. In addition to quality and production and performance, which are most responsible for the success of Disney productions, fun in the sense of cheerful re- cheerful reaction, the appeal to love of laughter, wonder in that we appeal to the constant wonder in men's minds, which is stimulated by imagination. And that is so true. On this trip, we definitely were full of wonder and Disney magic. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Dis Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.